Yep, yo. Comrade, are you there? Hello. Hello. All right, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, wait, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my my mic was off. I'm sorry. Ah, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> what up? What up, everybody? You in the field of track star sports, man? This is your boy Conrad, and I'm here with the homie too. What's up? What's up? What's up? Uh, back again, ready to recap some of these collegiate sports activities. Oh man, it was a crazy weekend, wasn't it? <laughs> oh man, I, I was kind of sad, man. I felt like uh, competition wasn't as fierce. We had uh, maybe one or two good games out of a lot of lopsided victories. I, I don't know how to feel about it. I mean, I like to see when teams come out there and assert their will, but I also want to see some, you know, some scratching and grabbing for the top. But I, I feel like um, Vegas didn't have much of a, a challenge this weekend. No, no, they didn't, man. They definitely had. Um... <laughs> I don't know if you saw the numbers for Tennessee, Alabama, but they had two percent oh, chance of winning. <laughs> oh, I seen it, man. I, I felt sorry for them actually, man. But I, you know what? I gotta, even though I'm an Auburn guy, I gotta respect the philosophy and attitude that Alabama is coming with. I remember a long time ago hearing uh, that Nick Saban told his team in the locker room that when you go out in that field, you want to make sure that when those people leave your field that they be thinking, I don't want to play Alabama anymore. And that's what they're doing. They're going out there and they're dominating. They're not just playing for one game at a time. They, you can tell that that team is ripped up and that coach is thinking about championship every game. Yeah, man. You know, it's funny, man. I was talking to a buddy of mine the other day, and I was just like, man, how do you get 19, 20-year-olds, new ones each and every year to do the same thing consistently? That's that's crazy. For, that's crazy to me, honestly. Honestly, man, I, I think it's really about getting them engaged. The philosophy comes from the coach. I mean, you know, with me, I think it's like a they approach it like a business uh, aspect. Like when you go into management, you got to train your team to have a certain focus and a mindset. I think if the coach comes there with the right mindset, it can become contagious. You got to tell your guys, hey, I, I expect hard effort from you. Uh, you got to actually, like Nick Saban say, tune out the media when everybody's trying to tell them how good they are and focus on just keeping them engaged. I think that's the key, man, mm-hmm. keeping them engaged. Yeah, man. Um, shoot, definitely, man. Uh, I think the I think with the, the team that uh, try to copy or use the same thing that uh, Nick Saban is using, man, it's – Nick Saban has a philosophy, and I, and I read something about this. This philosophy is saying not thinking about the clock or thinking about the scoreboard, just continue playing. And, you know, they try to, uh, a lot of other teams, especially his successors, everybody that, uh, you know, coached under him, try to use that same philosophy. But I don't know what it is. It's just, it just works for, for Saban. I don't, I don't know. I think Saban has, well, I mean, of course, recruits help, but like, you know, to have that much success, man, it's just, it's just mind-boggling, man. It, it says something about your coach. It says that, you know, your coach is, is going to be considered one of the greats because he yeah. 
he put he you know he put it he put it out there as hey we're we're going to be a top team every year you know if, right. and and telling everybody else like hey come to our program we're going to win no one else is going to win like we win so that's right I mean it, it sets the prestige man I mean what you said is true if you look at you know how Nick Saban has become the kingmaker you see how coaches come from under his umbrella and they go out and be successful I take right now I'll take an example that's, uh, that's cooking over here in the east of South, uh, Southeastern Conference Georgia you've got the really? Kirby Smart going over to Georgia and you see those guys you watch them play football who do they look like who, who do they remind you of it's, it's, a, it's a case of right now the student is coming into his own and right now it's looking like it's going to be a challenge between the student and the teacher for the SEC championship and uh, I'm anxious to look forward to it because uh, I think Kirby Smart has taken that same mentality that Nick Saban comes to work with every day and he's now got those guys over in Georgia being engaged. I mean, you can recruit all the talent in the world, but if you don't know mm-hmm. how to get those guys engaged and nurture that talent, uh, you become what I say a, a, a coach that uh, basically is potential. You know, you always hear that not just power, nah, not just potential power. It's the application <laughs> yeah. of that knowledge that's power. Wow, wow. You know, that's uh, <laughs> that's Bible right there. I don't know if anybody knows that, but that's Bible right there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, you think about you think about how Georgia uh, comes to every game, and, and you know, you know, it, it, it's crazy how much they look like Alabama. Um, I do agree that it's going to be a clash of the titans. Um, big bodies, smart, I mean, smart game planning, all that. Now, this leads me to go in to talk about one of Jim, oh, I'm sorry, one of Saban's other successors, and that's Jimbo right. Fisher. Yes. Man, so, <laughs> one thing I'm starting to learn about Jimbo, he's not using that same philosophy that, that Nick Saban has been using his whole entire career, and that's aggressive play. Um, you can tell how aggressive they are, and you can tell when you know when uh, Lane Kiffin was there, and he tried to play you know real conservative. Um, you know he wasn't he wasn't having it. You know Saban wasn't having it. You can tell in some of the games that like okay, I don't need you to play conservative. I need you to be I need you to be aggressive each and every time. Because it's like it's like he he knows like okay if we hit these guys in the mouth, we're going we're going to win this game. And something about Jimbo. He is so scared of the aggressive play. You do, uh, you want you want to chime in on that? Like, what do you do you do you do you know anything? Like, what what are your thoughts on that? Actually, actually, I mean, I mean, like you know, it's pretty crazy because you know, as he's entering in, well, this is his eighth season as Florida State head coach. I mean, and he's had a pretty mm-hmm. impressive run so far. I mean, uh, I think outside of Nick Saban since 2010. Fisher is like the second most winningest coach. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. he's done a good job over uh, at Florida State. He's put out some great quarterbacks. Uh, Jameis Winston, uh, Birmingham's very own. Shout out to Birmingham, Alabama. You know, my hometown. Hey. Uh, you got hey. <laughs> Tristan <laughs> EJ Manuel. Uh, I mean, all those good guys have came from under him. But you're right. I don't see this year that killer attitude, that killer instinct that he had before. I mean, I, I don't know if if Jimbo uh, got that 
from Saban. It seemed like maybe he's evolved a little bit more. Now, I do remember Bobby Bowden's tender, and when he was there, mm-hmm. he was a great coach. But uh, this, this Saban type of deal, I don't think that rubbed off on Jimbo. I do kind of see him not uh, focusing on that execution game by game. And uh, no matter who you're playing, who your opponent is, you don't focus on, okay, I want to have good sportsmanship and not blow these guys out. I mean, when you see Saban, you know, he was up 21 to zip against Tennessee. And the, the, the sideline coach came to interview him. I mean, sideline um, mm-hmm. reporter came to interview him, and he was still mad mm-hmm. because he was focusing on yeah. execution. I haven't really mm-hmm. seen that out of Jimbo, and that's something that's concerning me. Well, because here's the thing about Jimbo, man. Jimbo, he, 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 he got the success real early for me. Because if you think about uh, if you think about Saban's tenure with um, I mean even with uh, even with LSU, Michigan State, and Alabama, even even when he went to the Dolphins, he there was there's a lot of struggling first. And the thing is, when Jimbo got into it, you know he had winning seasons. He didn't have he never had a losing season. This is his first losing season right here. So you start to see the complacency after the national championship team, and then after the uh, undefeated regular uh, regular season team, you start to see complacency, and and you don't you don't see the aggressiveness. See, uh, one thing I noticed, man, when Winston was here, man, he was very aggressive with his play. He uh he was he was always like, look, I'm going to go ahead and throw the ball downfield, even though even though he'll throw a couple picks. He still knew how to get the team out of the doggone jam. He he's like, okay, I dig my own stuff in here. I'm gonna dig myself out, and he does it. He he did it with perfection, and that was all. That was that was all Winston. Jimbo Jimbo every time Jimbo was like, yeah, nah, bro, we're gonna go, we're gonna do this. Oh, nah, bro, we we're, we're gonna do that. Uh, nah, nah. Even even in the uh, Chick Fil A Bowl, uh, the year after when we played Houston. You knew something was up, man. You already knew, man. It was just like, uh, this is not the team I want to play. You know, you know. I think I'm better than this. And then Houston came out and balled out all over Florida State. I remember so, that. I remember that. Yeah, man. So like this, and this goes into this goes into his contract. Let me let me look at some things with his contract right now. He he has a forty million dollar contract right now, and and uh, you know the rumors about him jumping ship, going to LSU. Uh, the buyout is too much, man. And Florida State is like, yo, man, we're trying to keep you here, and you know, but that job in LSU is looking pretty pretty juicy right now, especially with this losing season coming in. I mean, I'm not saying that they're gonna jump, he's gonna jump ship after this season. But if another season like this happens next year, oh my God, he's out of there, and it's not him getting fired; it's just him leaving. Cause he's like, like I, I can't get I can't get these kids to 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 zone in again. Like I can't get them to buy into my system. And like I said, and I, like I was t- talking to you about it earlier, man. I was like, yo, you know, you know, he leaves, he goes to LSU. We we know who's down in Tampa. Church, yeah. good old Chuck, <laughs> good old Charlie, you know, and I'm, 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 ex- I would be excited for that. One, because it'd be the first black, black head coach for Florida State, and two, Charlie Strong with the type of athletes we got, man, that defense will be ridiculous. I, 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 yeah, I agree. 
Coach Cosign, man. I mean, I think a lot of Charlie Strong. It just, when I look at the whole LSU thing, I mean, you know, with Jimbo was there between 2000 and 2006, I mean, I think Jimbo was definitely great with quarterbacks. He did a lot of good things with quarterbacks that I didn't think were that talented, like, you know, Booty and a couple of those other guys. But the one mm-hmm. thing that kind of sticks out to me that really makes this, this, this LSU deal maybe tough, and that's uh, me just checking out with my background sources, uh, resources over at LSU. Mm-hmm. Ed Urgenton has a $12 million buyout. They just gave him a five-year deal. And so with his buyout combined with Jimbo's buyout, I just see a lot of money being mixed up into that. I, I, I don't know how that will work out, but that'll be a real big gamble on Jimbo coming back home to LSU and making a big deal. Uh, uh, I don't know if that would really stand, but right now with LSU having a little smell of success, uh, and also the, the AD being tied into it, the AD over at LSU being kind of tied to it or Orgerton, uh, Orgerton, if mm-hmm. I'm, I'm saying that right. Uh, I think it'll be, I think it'll be a, 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 a bridge too far for him at this moment in time. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, even even in the two years, man, it'll be it'll be it'll be just real di- difficult for uh, both schools to do that. Um, I want to get your, I really want to get your take on what would Florida State need to do? Because right now, I see Kelly, the defensive coordinator for Florida State, not being there next year. I see a lot of the older coaches uh, getting forced into retirement. Yeah. And then also, I see I see Jimbo hiring a better offensive coordinator and it's actually because Jimbo's been calling the plays, so I don't think I don't think he's really been using the offensive coordinator this year. So, um, like, what what do, what do you think? What what is? I agree. I don't know. What do you think? I, I think it. I think a, a fresh face for offensive coordinator definitely needs to come in. I think Jimbo needs to go back to commander in chief role uh, and really mm-hmm. engaging those guys and working, getting those guys back engaged. Um, right now, I think the key is to finish up strong. To try to finish out yeah. the season uh, with a good, uh, with a good, though know, uh, something to build off of for next year. Um, I, I'm not saying to th- totally throw this season away, but there's still a lot of football to play. Uh, there's some pretty good games coming up. I think you know uh, it's always good to actually beat your in-state rival, Florida. Go ahead and beat those guys for the rivalry game. And I think you just got a plan for next year. Take this time off and rebuild. Not, not again. Not saying that you throw away this year, but you use this mm-hmm. uh, the rest of this year to build on the one for next year. But definitely, offensive coordinator needs to be tightened up. Uh, that position mm-hmm. needs to be filled. And defensive coordinator, I'll, I'll be out there looking. I think it's, it's some good guys out there. My personal pick, I think Gene Chizik will probably be a good defensive coordinator to bring in. Uh, he's got some. And he, uh, he actually did a job at North Carolina. He's just doing announcing right now, so I think he'll be a good defense coordinator to bring down the Florida yeah. weather. I think he'll be tempted for that one. Man, that sounds – I'm not going to lie. That sounds real special when you said that. I was like, ooh, man. Oh, yeah, dude. I, I, okay. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a great one, man. Oh, man. Man, so – I I had a donkey of the day and I wanted I wanted, <laughs> I don't know if you heard it but Tim Tebow was my donkey because <laughs> I had to talk about it like how do you go and 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 you know try to hype up a team that had no chance of winning this one 
I mean, I know, I know we got to talk about other things in college football, but this is this right here was too funny for me not to talk about. Come on, man. Okay, so he goes on ESPN and he's like, understand this. Look, Peyton Manning's not going to come out of here or some of the other guys from, from Tennessee's past uh, that's not going to come out here. We need somebody in the locker room to emerge as a leader and, and say, hey, we got to win this game. Man. <laughs> wow. I missed that he, one. That's crazy. Dude, and the thing was, you referenced David and Goliath. And I gotta break I, I gotta break down David and Goliath for a lot of people. So if you're a biblical scholar, you know about you you know the you know the true story behind that. Yes, God was with David. That's right. But understand, God was with David. Who's Alabama in this scenario? God was with David. Recruits were with Alabama. Alabama had Nick Saban. Look, look, I'm not calling no man a god, but come on, man. You got a you got a guy that, that's on top of college football, and he has the best of the best. And God had the best of the best backing David. So, guys, we got to use this in, in, the, in the proper biblical context. That's right, that's right. Oh, man. Oh my God! Like the con. I mean, if you look at if you look at if you look at the the story real closely, David David said, "Hey, I didn't want. I I don't need nothing else. I need my slingshot, and I'm gonna go out there. I'm gonna, you know, it's, it's me and this dude. But the image was, you're not gonna disrespect my God. So already the victory was won. The, the victory was won. So. Because the victory was won already, <laughs> he had no chance. And the people in Vegas was like, hey, you know, David had God backing him, so Goliath had zero chance. So when that, so when the head was cut off, that was it. That was it. I mean, I mean, I mean, so, really, man. I mean, he, even to, to piggyback off that, you know, uh, great analogy you just gave. I mean, when people think about David and Goliath, they always think about just size, and, and they're using. The visual, uh, uh, visual presentation of it. I mean, and, mm-hmm. and it's so funny because in that same book, you know, First Samuel, God talks about you know not you no know, looking at the presentation, but looking at the content of a man's heart when he actually chose Ooh. David. But 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 but, miss, but but what people miss about David was the reason David was fearless. The reason he was ready to go to war right then and there was because he had already been killing bears and coyotes or whatever that were trying to get the sheep. He was used to taking down big bees. Now you look at Tennessee. What a number one prospect? Yeah, yeah, he's a one prospect. You know what? What bears have Tennessee taken down? Right now, they 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 have been. You know, that team is in a state of rebuild, and I and I hate to say it, mm-hmm. but Rich Jones may not be that guy to nurture that talent that's there. Tennessee used to be a powerhouse. A third name yeah. used to be a rival between Alabama and Tennessee, but right now it's not working. Yeah. It's not working. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just gotta, you know, it's just not a good fit. Yeah, man. Man, shoot, man, and you know, look, kudos to everything that's going on on over there at Tennessee. But guys, we gotta, we got, we gotta tighten that up, bro. That's clean house. Focusing right. on the recruits you have. Bring in some more, 
and 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 just just put back in a, a culture of like I want to win, as to I just want to get to I just I want to just get to a regular bowl. No, I want to win. You know, when it takes more than just you know going to a bowl game or just even going to the playoffs. You gotta want to win, and that's the thing with these boys on the Bama team. They just want to win. That's well, right, hey, man. Hey, man, man, I appreciate you rocking with me in the field, bro. Man, oh, anytime, bro. Bro, anytime, but we gotta do this more. We gotta do this more, man. We gotta do this more, man. Man, if there was any way we can do this three ways so we get Layton in this, man, because you know he's oh, if it, yeah. for everybody that don't know, Layton is uh is is over the NCAA part of Track Stars. And, you know, me and Tay, we only SEC, ACC. But we, we're trying to we're trying to combine because honestly we, we rival each other a lot. So I mean that's that's just what it is. But guys, thank you for rocking with us in the track uh, in the field with the track stars. This is the zone. <laughs> this is the SEC yeah. zone, and this is the ACC report. Man, God bless all y'all. Man, God bless. Yo, Tay, man. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you again, It's a brother. pleasure, man. I say, hey, stay tuned, man. I think me, you, and Lathan need to get on a playoff prediction show. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. NCAA playoffs. Let's, let's do it, man. We got to set up. Man. Wait, wait, before we go, before we go, you're, you're four. Give me your four. Give me your four. Right now, I think uh, I got top three, and there's a big gap between the next one. But my top four is definitely Alabama playing good ball. Penn State looking mm-hmm. like they, they want some. And then I got Georgia. Mm-hmm. After that, there's a big talent gap. I don't know who's that fourth team. I want to say Miami, mm-hmm. but Miami keeps skating. I don't know. <laughs> man, I, I, I got to go with the bold pick, man, because, you know, at, you know, ACC, man. Uh, but right now, man, I think I'm going to throw Virginia Tech in Miami's position. I think Virginia mm-hmm. Tech can climb Good. back oh. up. Mm-hmm. I think they can climb back up, but definitely, definitely, if if there's a if there's a bunch of one losses across the yeah. board, Georgia is definitely getting in there with Bama and uh, with Bama and um, in Penn State. But I do see TCU representing the Big Twelve, so because oh, you can't leave. They're playing good ball. Yeah, they're playing good ball. Yeah, you can't leave two two conferences out. You you only can leave one conference. And I know Pac-12 has no chance of getting in there. I'm sorry, Washington. Look, I'm from I'm from Tacoma, so I gotta I gotta rep you, Dub. But I can't, man. Y'all y'all have no chance of getting in this one. Man. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it, man. I, that, that's something I'm gonna do my homework on. And next time we talk about it, I have my top four. But I like that. I like TCU. Uh, they are playing good mm-hmm. ball, but I still feel like there's a talent gap. And, I, and you're right. I think, depending on the SEC championship game, how close that game is, if Georgia would be able to get back in there. But if it's a completely one-sided, then nah. I just think right now those other three teams are playing the best ball at the moment. Okay. Thank you, man. All right, man. Hey, man, uh, try to tune in, man. Everybody who's listening, try to tune in, man. We want to try to do more of these for the fans. Uh, again, thank y'all for listening to us. We are number one right now, currently, in the sports part of Anchor. So, appreciate all y'all. So, hand clap for all y'all. But this your boy, Conrad. Oh, yeah. It's your boy, Tank. Hey. <laughs> and we in the field with? In the field with the track stars. Let's go. Oh, all right. Peace out, brother. Peace.